Hi everyone, this is Mona from The Gems and you are watching CMS TV. And I, of course, am Chris Aiken. And on the show today, we are going to be talking about a band that is uh, kind of uh, rising like the Phoenix, so to speak. Their album is called Phoenix. It is a band formed from most of another band that a lot of you know I loved, Thunder Mother. The band is called The Gems. And here to talk all about The Gems and the Phoenix record is the guitarist, Miss Mona Lingrid. Mona, how are you? Hi, everyone. I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, Mona, as I said in the beginning, I was a fan of what you guys were doing before. I'm a bigger fan of what you're doing now, just because there are some different twists and turns in it, which we will get to. But why don't we start kind of at where you are now? Um, obviously, it's been a crazy time for you, for you ladies. So talk about, you know, how this band came together and what happened to where this band had to come together. Yeah, first of all, I'm really happy to hear that you really enjoy what we are doing. And um, yeah, that's, that makes us very happy. And um, yeah, we we were in Thunder Mother, for all of you who didn't know. And we were touring with the Scorpions in the last year, uh, right. at the end of 2022. Uh, and um, just after the the this big tour, uh, things kind of fell apart and we went separate ways with our former band and uh, we we always wanted to play in a band and uh, uh, you know take rock music to uh, the mainstream scenes again like a, <laughs> it's our dream right. to that rock and roll should be as big as it was in the 80s you know and um, uh, but we it was a very rough beginning of uh, 2023 for us uh, but we decided to start a uh, fresh uh, turn a fresh page and just hit the ground running and create a band a new band right. and uh, we formed uh, the gems and the name is from our initials Gernik, Emily, Mona and uh, we uh, 
we worked very hard and we recorded our debut album in July. We wrote all the songs in the spring and uh, here we are with a, right. with a debut album. Right on. Well, let me ask you this. Do you feel, and not necessarily with fans, but maybe more with the industry, does it feel like you're starting over or do people know where you're coming from? And and obviously, like you said, you're on tour with the Scorpions. That's a huge tour. Yeah. People know that. So do you maybe not have to start all over from step one where people, people are kind of looking at you as sort of that band that was touring with the mm -hmm. Scorpions? In some ways, no, and in some ways, yes. Okay. Um, we have, we still have all our friends and the contacts and uh, the partnership with the people in the industry, and uh, we still have our fans, uh, which are fans of us personally, and uh, will they will like support us whatever we do. It it almost feels like, and we are so happy for them. But in in other ways it's very hard in the music business and you, they always they always look at the hard ticket sales you know and as a as a completely new name as uh, as we are we are a completely new band and uh, we kind of need to start uh, maybe not from scratch but we need to start from uh, uh, from this <laughs> from the beginning from a low, kind of, lower yeah. level to and we we've had a big challenge to really get the brand out and that's the hard work to to get the name uh, out to the people so they will come to the shows so we can get all these hard ticket sales so we can get the bigger festivals and sure. you know it's um it's both right okay well the one thing i know from listening to phoenix is you ladies still have the sound that you had. I mean, that was your sound. Yeah. But what I hear, though, is that you've really, and I don't know if it's on purpose or if it's just the way you've developed with, you know, a different lineup, there are some new styles and some new twists and turns musically in this than there were with the previous album that you guys were on. Was that indeed on purpose, or is that just kind of how you guys wrote in a new environment? Yeah, um, I I know that the, that Emily and Garnica felt a little bit uh, um, inside a box, like they their their creativity they could they could not let their creativity float in the previous band as they would want to. Um, it could be like em Emily maybe wasn't allowed to like play the drums as she wanted because that would sound no, don't do anything weird. You know, it was a bit. I, I know that they felt it was a bit uh, toxic situation in the creative process, and uh, we just wanted to let that go and, uh, um, but still have some boundaries, but let the creativity be free in this project and just listen to everyone's ideas and uh, process them and if you don't like uh, anyone's idea you can you can meet halfway and you can create something that's even cooler so um, yeah i think it's more sure. <laughs> it's more uh, free now yeah right on 
Is that the reason why the record is so surprisingly long? Because it is long, 16 yeah. songs. That's very long in today's day. Is that because you had so many ideas that maybe you couldn't have fleshed out before because you were limited, like you said, in a box with, with Thunder Mother? Yeah, there are a lot of songs. And uh, <laughs> to be honest, we we <laughs> we are forced by the contract to release a 45 minute uh, album you can see it's 45 minutes 10 seconds <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but it, and at the same time we um we want to create songs that suits for uh, uh, streaming and radio like rock radios and nowadays uh, all these songs are shorter they are they tend to be three minutes mm -hmm. and more more ef efficient you know you get to the chorus faster and whatever but at the same time we wanted to create a great album with a good storyline that you could, could follow and um, i think we managed to do that because we we managed to glue together some songs with interludes because um, mm, i think it would be to for example undiscovered paths to ease your pain that's a big gap Sure. in between those songs so it's why maria's song the interlude with, with the violence it it glues together these songs so well and uh, it takes you from one feeling into another feeling just before the emotional ballad and um i'm i'm actually very happy that we did a long album because we are a new band and we need to present ourselves and show all the sides of our uh, of, of our music so it's um it's good that, that we have 16 songs so we have, right. have, have quite a few songs now yeah and it gives everybody a lot of stuff to choose from which is which yeah. is definitely a good a good problem to have i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly. well uh well mona tell me a little bit about the artwork because if nothing else the first time you see the artwork you have to stop to see what it is i mean it, it is definitely <laughs> eye-catching which i'm sure is on purpose tell me a little bit about the uh cover art for the album yeah um we wanted to uh, have something uh, where we looked like uh, superheroes and right. uh, uh just take back this aesthetic with a uh, um hubris almost uh, like kiss always presented themselves like uh, superheroes and uh, that we we were very inspired by by the uh, kiss artworks and uh, also we we wanted to show um something that looked like big like the the sky is the limit that's why we have this fade you know it almost mm. looks like it fades to um to the sky and it looks a bit we have i think we have small like stars it looks a bit like universe right. vibe there and um, then we have the we have the stones we were standing on the stones that, that's just a fun thing you know we we call ourselves the gems it is our initials but it was also the gemstone so we we put in some uh, some gemstones in the box. <laughs> right, certainly. And, uh, yeah, we wanted something colorful, and uh, mm, we, we the colors they symbolize the phoenix because we didn't want to put the phoenix in people's faces. Like that's that's too much. Uh -huh. The album is phoenix, and 
we represent the phoenix with the with the fiery colors so we have the gold and the the pink the red so the colors represents the phoenix yeah right on mm. Last time I'm going to mention Thunder Mother for this, I promise. But I, I have to know: is it important for you guys to use <clears throat> to use the reputation that you built previously with Thunder Mother, or is it more important to distance yourself from that brand and uh, fully establish yourselves only as the gems due to how that project ended? um yeah i just want to mention i forgot to mention it's georgia Carteri that made the cover she also okay. made the logo she um she was also a member of thunder mother the lineup mm -hmm. before us yeah but um the the next question i think we to be as smart as possible and to uh, make use of the momentum that we helped building with our previous previous band of course we want to use everything we can that's in sure. our favor and uh, don't use the thing that's not in our favor okay you know we we've got uh, quite a lot lot of uh, free pr by um, by like mention mentioning um, our previous band that we were part of building as uh, i mean i was only there for two years but Ganik and emily they they have uh, they have spent like everything on that band and uh, right. Thunder Mother would not be as big without their work. So right. um, I think it's right. Yep. Agree. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, Mona, let's take a little break here. We're going to play the video for um, Fruits of Our Labor. Uh, tell me a little yeah. bit about this song. It's a song we wrote together with uh, Per Aldeheim, a songwriter, and uh, it's... Um, mm, it's about the moment when you uh, realize your dreams uh, come true. You, you, it's the moment when you, um, where you get to experience everything you fought for and worked for. Like after all the bumps in the road, you, you're finally there and experiencing your dreams. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of okay. guitar-driven song. Very Absolutely. nice. <laughs> yep. So definitely a fun one. So let's let people check it out right now. This is Fruits of Our Labor. It is the gems yeah. from Phoenix right here on Chris Aker Presents. I've never seen the surface. I've been fighting from below, trying to get all the pieces.
Right back here on Chris Aiken Presents, we are chatting with the Gems guitarist, Miss Mona Lindgren. And Mona, um, let's dig into the record a little bit. I'm going to start where I always do with my favorite song on the record. I love the song Domino. Just, I love that deep groove. I love the guitar tone that you've captured perfectly on this song. Um, Talk a little bit about this song and... Did you guys purposely work to catch that groove? Because it's a very groove-oriented song. Yeah, we um, we wrote that song very early in the spring together with our producer Yuan, and he he had this idea with a, like a, a riff, da, 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 da. and I I took it and completely changed it to this picking thing. So um, I made this um, riff sound like a CZ Top riff instead and um, mm, we thought it was a cool idea because we we tried we really tried to mix the old style guitar with the modern sound like the mm-hmm. modern production um, we thought it was a cool twist of uh, of the song and um, yeah we I think we wrote that song very fast like in a afternoon or something oh wow and um, yeah, it's really cool and it works very good live. People love to hear it live. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. The other one I wanted to ask you about is one that you already mentioned earlier, Undiscovered Paths, mm-hmm. which is so very different from anything anybody might yes. expect from you. It's a very different song. Um, tell me about that song and did that one take longer to write because it is so different from pretty much everything on this record and anything that I've heard from any of you in the past. Yeah, that song was written 11 years ago, I think, the music. Oh, wow. It was a song for uh, me and Emily. We had a band way back, and uh, we were inspired by Muse. So, okay. Uh, uh, and we just remembered this song, like, what about that song? I found this song in my in my hard drive like the the melody and music is kind of cool but we need to remove the the synthesizer like the muse uh, uh, sequence synthesizer sure. <laughs> and we had all of the, all of the muse stuff in it and uh, i mean the the lyrics were horrible because i think i wrote the lyrics yeah imagine a 20 year old uh, <laughs> with very bad english wanting to write very deep and poetic lyrics. I mean, that's that was just a disaster, the lyrics. So <laughs> uh, we just gave the, the music and the, like the, the music and the melody to Garnica. Like, Garnica, can you make sense out of this? Like, come up with <laughs> new right. lyrics for this one, if it's possible. And uh, like, do your thing with the melody, like do, do whatever feels, good to you so we rewrote it together and uh, it became undiscovered paths right certainly is so, Guernica uh, and I, I I need to ask just because I don't know is Guernica like an American born yeah, you could I, I've interviewed her so. and she speaks perfect English yeah she uh, she lived in Los Angeles for I think four years so okay. she went to MI and she uh, she did the artist uh, performance uh, program at MI, 
and I think she studied a year extra also in music business. Okay. And uh, she really focused on getting the like the melody right in the in the language. Right. She she well, worked really hard on on her uh, English when she lived there. And, sure. Uh, she, yeah, she sounds like an American. She does. She really does. And I, I get, I'm going to guess that that has to be super convenient for you guys to have somebody that, that speaks so fluently to write music that yes. will sound fluent. Yeah, she can always uh, see, like, no, you can say that, you don't say that, but you can write this way. And uh, uh, she's very good at the writing uh, texts. Also, she's very good at formulating nice uh, things to write. Like sure. if you were writing biography or um, all the like the captions, she's really good at writing captions and the descriptions of the songs and you know, whatever. She's a very good writer. Absolutely. Well, for Mona, for you, for you as a band, as the gems, you know, clearly you guys have played together for a while, even before the gems. Do you still feel like you're growing musically or do you feel like you're in the spot where you know what you're trying to create? We will definitely grow. Okay. Because um, talking about songwriting, we we wrote this album in very short amount of time. Okay. I think um, it's more it's more normal to to write uh, during a year or something. We we just squeezed in all the songwriting in the spring and uh, at the same time we were uh, building up all the other things that comes with a band the, the brand the logo homepage merchandise right. shows all the contracts and uh, partners uh, so um and uh, i think that was both good and bad it's good because we managed to get uh, debut album out in uh, mm -hmm. as as soon as we could, and um, but at the same time, it um, if you if you have a longer time to write for your album, you will maybe find your way uh, more. I think the next album will we will probably narrow down in some direction, but we're not sure yet because we're we're such a new band. We only existed for one year. There are bands right. that existed for 20 years and they really found their their way you know their their sound mm -hmm. and, uh, and a lot of it too you guys are probably i would imagine in this year and we'll talk about it here in a second but i'd imagine you're going to tour a lot more in this coming year and a lot mm -hmm. of times with most bands especially new new bands you grow you you grow yeah. to where all these songs will probably sound very different by the end of the tour than they do today, right? Yeah, yeah. Songs are like living organisms. They they develop themselves as you play them live, and you find out uh, uh, like you do live versions of the songs. Uh, we did. We actually did live versions of some of the songs because on 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 the album they can be very short and. Uh, uh, powerful and effective but maybe live you need to you want to rest more you you maybe you don't want the second verse to start as soon as the chorus ends maybe you you want to you want to groove a little bit longer or whatever 
and um, we have um, interludes live too and we make them a little bit longer because that's that suits the the set and right. yeah it develops absolutely well well mona what are the touring plans for 2024 you have a new record i imagine you want to get yeah. out there as quick as possible <laughs> as possible so what are your plans yeah we just posted a little teaser that we will <laughs> we posted an announcement that we will make an announcement in okay. <laughs> March. <laughs> okay. That's so stupid. But yeah, we will tour Europe in the fall and we, mm, we will play some festivals this summer and uh, we are planning for uh, America further on. Okay. That will take a little bit more time to, to set up properly. It's sure. um, yeah, and you got to raise a lot of money to come over here these days, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Well, well, Mona, obviously, you have this great new record, The Gems. Um, the album is called Phoenix. And where should we tell people to go online to keep up with you guys and tour dates and buy merch and all that stuff? I think the you can a good start is our Instagram. Okay. Uh, the Gems dot music and we have a home page the gems dot se okay and uh, if you visit our youtube channel we will we will put up uh, a lot of cool uh, uh, like covers and uh, like acoustic versions and we we have something special coming up for our youtube channel also we will we will begin to post some uh, like do mini documentaries about the songs oh, cool. and, uh, there will be some um, behind the scenes from the studio also very yeah, cool so. awesome well, well well mona one more time the album is called phoenix it is the gems and i figured what we would do is we would wrap this interview up uh, by playing the video for psycho which is another really yeah. great fun song so tell me <laughs> about this song and this video to wrap it up uh, the song is uh, we wanted to make a fun party track with a with, with like a, a fun theme. So it's a, it's a celebration of all of some of energy vamps that you can find when you go out. Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just get get stuck and it's like talking to a wall or something, and or or like an annoying people. Just raise a toast for for all the annoying people you know of. Right, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> and the music video is in the music video is just a mess. It's uh, you can um, uh, you have the jazz band and their manager in it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there you have the pink girls. They are all psychos. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a lot of psychos. That's really yes. what it is. <laughs> Nice. Well, let's check it out right now. This is Psycho from the Gems. And uh, Mona, thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aker Presents. Take me out, gotta blow up steam. Get down, get down, feeling bad and free. Walking in the who the hell do I see? Hell no, hell no, this night's for me. One for the
Do you want to watch the classic metal show all day long? Do you have a Roku? If your answers are yes and yes, then you need to get Wowza TV on your Roku. It's free to install and brings you the classic metal show on your TV 24-7. Just look up and install Wowza TV in the Roku streaming store and you can enjoy the CMS all day and night right on your TV. Yes, folks, this includes the live editions of the CMS as well. Install Wowza TV now on your Roku and never be without the classic metal show again. Hail and kill.